Welcome to Decaf from two separate sides of the country. I'm still here in Tennessee with Mark's little pup pup Sloan, who is just really, really here for the party while he is gallivanting across the, the West in Utah this week. How is it? It looks great there. It's great. Yeah. You can kind of, I'm in Park City right now. You can kind of see the back background there. You can see the mountains. So it's a it's a nice place. Yeah, I, I, this is probably the first time here, too. I really, really like it here. I love it. Well, next week we'll also be doing our podcast from the mountains, but from different mountains. We'll be in Gatlinburg on our staff retreat, or in two weeks, I guess. Yeah, I, say, I, hope, I hope that's not next that week. Is, I really messed up. Okay, good. In two <laughs> weeks, we'll be back in some different mountains, but you enjoy those for now. They're they're prettier than what we've got here in Tennessee, I have to say. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. With, with the, It's cool that it's like 75 degrees and there's still like snow on top of the mountains. It's nice that you can still see the snow-capped mountains, so it's a cool, cool area. I love that. And y'all setup is great. Y'all, it's, I, I told Mark, it's a shame he doesn't play golf because there's a beautiful golf course at this resort right next to Yeah. Him. And this this was, again, if you want to talk about COVID, like if anything good that came out of it, I'm, I'm staying at the Waldorf Astoria. So it's like a super nice hotel. I got it for the equivalent at all points, but I did it during COVID when nobody's actually, like, I booked it when nobody's saying, like, I think it'll probably be back to normal-ish by, by this time. So I got it for the equivalent, like a hundred $2,550 a night. And it's like a $700 night hotel now. So I really got a great deal and didn't pay even $1 for it. So you can't beat that. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's pretty sick. I, I, I totally understand why y'all are there. Just, yeah. Drink that water because <laughs> you're, you're a little higher than you are. I know. I know. I did. I noticed that a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm drinking as much as I can. Well, let's jump into some topics because our first topic today has had me excited since I first heard about it this morning. Clay Travis is kind of the new Rush Limbaugh. Now, no one can be Rush Limbaugh, okay? I've talked about this before. I'm a Rush baby. But Clay Travis and Buck Sexton are taking Rush Limbaugh's radio spot time to talk about conservative topics. And I, you know, there's a lot of hot takes about it. Say what you want. I'm pumped. I'm so excited about this, Mark. I don't know if you agree with me or not. You're making some faces. Oh, no. So here's the thing. I don't listen to, to talk radio much. I know it's kind of a big thing. Um, I don't really listen to talk radio. I kind of, I like to read more on like a, opinion stuff online than I listen to talk radio. But I think Clay Travis is fantastic. And, and I mean, if you want to talk about like a personality, I mean, that's kind of what Rush was too, right? It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily what he was saying. I mean, part of it was what he was saying, but it's his personality that people really liked or hated, yeah. but they, but they listened. Yeah, I agree. But, but I don't, I never heard Buck Sexton talk. I like him on Twitter. He's a good Twitter follow, but, um, but no, Clay Travis is a great replacement. I mean, he, and it's smart too, because they understand that they need to attract a younger audience. Yes. Part of the issue I think with Rush's audience is a lot of, I mean, or, or, or I mean, one of the things that he was successful because it wasn't just old people that listened to him. Yes, so many people, exactly. so many young people, even like, again, you talk about being a, like, you know about him, but, there, but people our age are kind of turning off the radio, not doing it. So I think it was really smart to bring a younger, two younger to kind of bring in that sports, that, that younger crowd. And I mean, these, that's the future of the country, right? These 70, 80 year olds are going to die off. I mean, I hate to say that, but like, they need to make sure they have an audience. So I think it was, I think it was a great hire. And I hope they talk about sports too, a little bit. I do too. And what I think is very interesting is that Clay Travis, even in his own, when he tells his story, he talks about how he voted for Hillary, he voted for Obama, and then he realized that the policies of the left weren't paying off and they were wrong. And woke culture was destroying a lot of things that he loved. And so he has made it his personal mission to educate young people on why things that don't make sense are stupid and should not be perpetuated constantly. And I think it's going to add a little, it's going to really zhuzh up that afternoon radio spot, like you said, and draw in a crowd that wouldn't normally listen. And that is interesting because I mean, Rush would always, I mean, Rush is clearly a conservative, right? I don't think he, Clay Travis would call himself that. I mean, like he, he worked for Al Gore. And, and like you said, I think he voted for Trump. That was the first Republican he voted for. I still don't think he's 
he's not as conservative as, as you might think for somebody there. I think he's probably a little bit center right at this point. Um, he just kind of has common sense, which is, is so sorely needed right now. So it'll be interesting to see what, if Russia's audience comes over, because I mean, Rush has always kind of been a stalwart conservative. And I don't, I don't think Clay Travis, is, especially on social issues, I don't think he is that. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of doing a more middle of the road, uh, middle of the road, a little bit right person with a lot of great common sense though and great takes, how that will do in, in the ratings. Well, yeah, and he's just – he's not afraid to say what he thinks. And, that's and Buck Sexton is clearly a conservative. So it's kind of an interesting yes. – kind of a middle-of-the-road right and then a, a pretty far-right guy. So it should be interesting to see how that goes. But I will listen. I don't listen to talk radio. I'll at least listen once or twice to see if I like it. Oh, I'm absolutely going to listen. I think it's going to be – I'll – I usually, uh, when I'm working in the afternoons, turn on Jeopardy while I'm having my afternoon Coke Zero. But instead of Jeopardy, I'll be uh, I'll be listening to the radio at least for a few weeks to see – how things go. I'm, I'm excited for them. I think it'll be really great. Um, let's, you said something about common sense a second ago. Let's talk about common sense. So I don't know if you saw, you don't get Wall Street Journal alerts because you're not a nerd like me, but over the weekend, the Wall, I got a Wall Street Journal alert that I thought was very interesting. And it was talking about how there's more and more investigations into the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the lab where they think that COVID might have leaked from and the wall street journal saying this and it's a long article i printed it off it was 12 pages printed long article with a ton of different facts as the week has gone on people have been calling out dr fauci for changing his tune on it now facebook as of last night or this morning gosh time what is time um facebook as of last night or this morning said that they were no longer going to be censoring and banning posts that suggest that the virus came from a lab i mean you know, I don't know what happened. I have my theories and my theory is that someone got sloppy in the lab and came out with it um, because of the Wall Street Journal article, which if you haven't read it, you should read it. It says that there are scientists that got sick a long time ago, back in 2012. And they're thinking that this might be what they got sick with after they were cleaning up bats and getting bat stuff out of a cave, whatever. All I'm saying is, I don't know what happened, but I'm really glad that people are starting to explore the possibilities of oh maybe this didn't come from some guy in china eating bat soup like let's really talk about this the bigger issue i think is that facebook was banning posts like that in the first place i i do think so and i do think we have this this tendency and i get it but like we kind of put all conspiracy theories together right but some are a lot more likely than others i mean this whole idea it's like China's not going to be honest about with us. They have never been honest. So like tr taking them at their word or taking even the, you know, the UN or whatever, like, I feel like that's something that, that should be explored. I, I don't know what happened. I think it's ridiculous that even the craziest conspiracy theories that Facebook fans in the first place, but like, yeah, I, I think, I think it's, there's a possibility that's happening. And I even saw that like Vox changed their website. Did you see that? Vox language they used to be like, we don't think it's this as, as the fact check was like, oh, it definitely isn't this. So there's this whole idea. And, and I do think a lot of the people if you go with enough conspiracy theories, you're going to get one right eventually. And this was that one. And, and, but this, this is one that, I mean, we don't know, still don't know what happened, but it, it was too, I think even the smartest person who's not like, I, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but even I'm like, well, I don't think we know where this came from. I don't know if it's from a lab or not, but this idea that China is being honest with us is insane. Yeah, definitively ruling out a lab leak. Like it yeah. didn't have to be any, it didn't have to be diabolical. It didn't have to be intentional. Yeah. But oh, yeah, ruling yeah. out an accidental lab leak from a lab where it started, where they're doing research on these types of viruses was so short-sighted and just so stupid. Like, chi yeah, China has absolutely no reason 
to be honest. They never have been before. And, and they look bad. I mean, whether it was intentional or not, they look bad because right. like this all came from our country and us not being, you know, safe enough. But these scientists not being safe enough. So I and Rand Paul looks great. I mean, he's kind of talked about this the whole time. Mm-hmm. But we should always realize not every conspiracy and, and there is a lot of like, I mean, there's a lot of COVID conspiracy theories, and there's a lot of stuff that's completely unproven that people keep talking about. It's like you know, like all these things, whether it's the vaccine, whether it, it's and and, and may, may, but like this is not the same thing. There, there was there was always a question about how this happened. And there was never really an answer. We never got an answer. I think people were so concerned with let's try to fix this. You know, let's come up with the vaccine. Let's do all these things that they kind of worried less about where it came from. And now that we're getting kind of things back. That's just settling. Kind of, exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad. And I, and I hope that, that that's something like people like Facebook understand that some of this stuff can be true just because you think it's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't mean it's not true. So that the whole idea that you're banning it because you're saying it's not true, you have no idea. So I hope that they learn from that. And I hope all these, you know, fact checkers who said, oh, it's impossible. Like, well, how are you fact checkers? If it's like, it clearly is actually possible. We don't know what happened, but it I, is possible that that happened. I've known people who are fact checkers and they're not that smart. And so if a fact checker is fact checking something, like show me your credentials to tell yeah. me and to tell the whole world that I'm wrong and should be censored for posting something. Where are your fact yeah. checker credentials? Your credentials and, and what you're, I mean, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, I mean, I know. There, there's, there's no doubt that some of these people have political leanings. Oh, and they're gonna be, sure. and they're gonna be a lot harsher and it's like and even making fun of fact check it's like they said oh you know what they said oh fact check false robert bird never was a kkk whatever and like and if you read if you read longer it's like well he was part of the kkk he just wasn't what they're saying it's like okay well you're missing the whole point of the fact check if that's what you're doing you know yes. he was part of the kkk that's the point that's the point yes everything gosh i the the fact checkers how they have jobs i, I do not know you said something i want to circle back to really quick before we move on to the next one this is kind of a funny thing you were talking about covid conspiracy theories this isn't necessarily a conspiracy theory but I was watching SNL last week and it was their season finale and they were talking about all the crazy stuff that we've heard about COVID over the last 18 months and one of the things that she said I want to know what the craziest thing is that you heard one of the things I don't know if you heard this at the beginning but they were saying if you could hold your breath for 10 seconds you didn't have COVID oh no way (laughs) you remember that I did not I know I don't remember that that's crazy I did it all the time like every morning I would wake up and hold my breath to see if I because I, I didn't we didn't know yeah yeah Did that's true anything I mean, like that I, I mean it, it wasn't that crazy but I, I the whole idea that you could get like surfaces were the main thing that spread it and then like yeah months later be like no surfaces do not spread it's like well that's completely opposite of what you said and that was something from the actual CDC so I mean I'd be interested to go back and look at all of their statements no. and how those have changed like me literally wiping down all my groceries with the Clorox wipe. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And th- those do nothing, right? The whole, the whole th- that has nothing to do with it. The Clorox wipes help you stay clean, but they have nothing to do with COVID. I know. Isn't that insane? Like, I mean, I was one of them. Wow. That's, that's why. My, my, my friend had a great, he, he went, because obviously you see all these like, you know, COVID, whatever, truth, not truth, they're the kind of the crazy COVID people. Yeah. Um, but he wants to wear, he wants to wear shirts. It's it's like, I follow CDC guidelines and then point out when he's not wearing a mask, just to be like, Hey, look, this is what they're saying now. So anybody who's wearing a mask, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Man, it's felt nice to like wear my lip gloss in public and look like a real person again. It's been, it's been really nice. And like smiling at people in the service industry, man, can you imagine like being in the service industry and not knowing if anyone's smiling at you and they bring you your food or something for a whole year? Just, it's been nice to smile at people again. I'm guessing they're just happy to have jobs again more, more than anything, That's but so true. It, it is a, 
but but we're lucky, right? We're I'm in Utah right now. Obviously, it's very loose here. We're in Tennessee. A lot of states still have mask mandates. You know, there's still we're lucky that we have some type of freedom. And, and all these states that have mask mandates still, I would say, you know, if I'm vaccinated, I mean, I, I wouldn't care what my political things. Are. I'm not going to vote for you if, if you are doing this to me and you are you're going against all the science. Like, just it's obviously a political thing for you at this point. I would never vote for somebody who, who is still pushing a mask mandate. Yeah, it's completely nonsensical. I totally agree with you. Follow follow the science, everybody. Follow it. Um, one of another interesting thing in healthcare that's happened this year that the pandemic highlighted, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but certificate of need laws in Tennessee were. If you don't know what certificate of need laws are, it's basically when a health facility has to get a permission slip from the government that is that goes before a board of their competitors to open a new facility in the state. And we've been long advocating for the reform or entire repeal of CON laws in Tennessee. And we took a bunch of great steps in the direction in that direction this year. CON reform happened. And already there have been rural hospitals that are opening back up. And it it raises the question of why would we people ask us all the time why aren't you pro medicaid expansion we have to explain it but when it comes down to it we're pro solutions that actually work and medicaid expansion sure has been shown to slow down the closure of rural hospitals for a year or whatever but con reform actually granting hospitals and medical facilities permission to open up in rural areas without having to go before a board of their competitors that actually does contribute to the well-being of, of patients' lives and patient outcomes. And so I just wanted to bring that up while we're talking today about all of these health things, just to say, you know, during the pandemic, Governor Lee rolled back a lot of the CON restrictions. If we have a restriction that has to be rolled back during a pandemic that pertains to healthcare, why is it necessary in the first place? And so it was a really exciting thing to see that happen and to see it already taking effect. I'm, I'm pretty fired up about it. Yeah, Justin wrote a good blog post on it, but I, I want to say one thing about Medicaid expansion. It's actually really important for me to say. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people who disagree with us on that, right? That we did not expand Medicaid, and they're obviously entitled to their opinion, whatever. I mean, people have different views. This whole idea, I, I can't, I'm done with this whole idea that, like, because you disagree with somebody on a policy, that you're a killing people because that's insane, and, and that and it just shows it shows a lack of understanding. We had these other solutions. We do. We want to solve things. You had this idea that like we're going to spend all this money and not get anything near that in results. And like Medicaid expansion is not the Medicaid's not great. Like the way it's working now, so to expand it doesn't make any sense. If you kind of look at what Tennessee did, where they had to kick people off their their Medicaid rolls years ago under Bredesen. So I just want to say you can have whatever opinion you want on Medicaid expansion, but seeing some of these people who are kind of left leaning journalists like to say you're a killing people or your response like, it's insane it, and it's not it's not serious and you're not a serious person if you say that you can argue why you think it's important but this is a policy disagreement right yeah. and we want to do something to help we want to do the same thing you do right we want to save people's lives we think there's better ways to do it and this whole idea that you're leaving free money on the table just shows a complete lack of understanding of how the federal tax system works it's a not free money because we pay into the federal tax system secondly we're, we're $25 trillion in debt. So it's not money we even have. So like, I don't know if you're talking about free money that we're not taking advantage of. So that's it. That's my rant. But Justin did a great job showing we get hammered all the time for the Medicaid expansion thing. Um, I think they're wrong. They think we're wrong, but like, they're so rude and awful about it, but here's a solution that actually works. So good, good for Justin writing that blog post. It was a good explanation of con and also, you know, why, why Medicaid expansion is not the end all be all that they, they, they make it out to be. Well, it's just this crazy, like hyping things up and saying, if you don't do this, you're killing grandma. Remember at the beginning of COVID it's, if you go to the grocery store, you're killing grandma. 
it, for years and years, even before that, we were like the OG, you're killing grandma accusers because we we didn't want Medicaid expansion. They said we were killing all these people. That's just not the case. And so yeah, Obama, Obama, but if you have to use that, it's it's clearly at that point an emotional argument and it's not based in fact. I mean, if you have to I, use, I don't, I don't agree with them, so they're killing people. Like, yeah, we've heard it so many different times and it's something the left keep, like I, I, I feel like the left, in the past, I'd say a couple of years, maybe five, six years, have used this kind of fear a lot more than they had previously. Of like, I love it. If, if you don't agree with us, you want people dead. It's like you, you can't have a, a rational argument. Somebody who says that. Well, it's complete. You know, back in 2014 when this kind of started, I remember I was in my first political job, and people started saying, "You want to kill people, whatever." Lawmakers would address it. They would say, "Actually, no." Now, when people are coming out and saying, "Well, you're just doing this because you want to kill people," or "You're not doing this because you you want blood on your hands," everyone's like, "Okay." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep hearing Governor Lee has blood on his hands. Like that's so insane. It's like, the, actually, he doesn't. Yeah, it's. Hey, it's, do you know what kills people? Socialism. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's just uh, mic drop that right there. Um, speaking of mic drop, last fun thing. I went to a live show last night. One of my friends played doing a six week residency on a, at a bar on Broadway. Went to my first live music last night post pandemic. It was so much fun. Um, Mark, you went to an NBA game. So much fun. What are you most excited about now that things are getting back to normal entertainment wise? No, I actually think it's probably concerts. I mean, it was awesome to this jazz game. I think it was an, it was an incredible experience. I love going to sporting events. Um, I've actually found now that I'm older that I maybe like watching on TV more than I realize because you get a better view. But I think that whole concert thing because I mean, we live in a city where we're so lucky, right? Nashville has like all these great art, no matter what kind of genre of music you like, and all these great shows. And I didn't go to a lot before that. I'm like, I really missed that. So I've already been to two shows. So I actually think it's a concert. And I think you probably agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to try to make it to Tuscaloosa for an Alabama game this year. I'm planning a trip to Atlanta with like 10 of my friends to do a whole Braves weekend. We're thinking of doing like a Saturday night and Sunday day game um, now that the Braves are letting people in. But I think it's concerts. I mean, last week it was so funny when everything started opening back up. Every Instagram post was uh, bands and artists and celebrities announcing their tours. So the Jonas Brothers are touring and I'm excited. Yeah, they're coming to Franklin, I saw. Franklin, Tennessee. I know. I can't wait to see the Jonas Brothers. Um, a lot of them are doing outside shows, which will be fun. I've gone to many a show in the rain, and that does not phase me. And so um, I think it'll be it'll be nice to get back to live music, inside or outside. You know, I've been to Bridgestone. The Preds games have been packed. People yeah. are ready to be normal again. And I'm ready. ready to be normal again it, 10 months ago, but obviously that the government wasn't ready to let us be normal again. And now we're allowed to be normal again. Yeah. And I'll, again, I'll and again at least in some places we're lucky that and it, I also think it's cool to see the stuff opening back up like it's like you go to the hotel they you know before I, I went a couple times during the pandemic for either whatever kind of trips and they don't have housekeeping the restaurant's not open they don't I mean all these things that are like normal things so I mean and that also means that other people are getting their jobs back and yeah, part of the issue is now that we have too many jobs and not enough workers so that's an interesting thing but it's great to see I think that's the biggest thing, just being able to walk down and see almost everything's still open, unless you went out of business because of government regulations. But other than that, like things are still open, are back open. And it, it just feels like I went to, to downtown Park City. It just felt like normal. You would have no idea a pandemic was going on. Uh, one more thing. I know I said it was the last thing, but you brought up something funny and I wanted to ask you, have you heard of any really stupid things that businesses are doing and blaming it on COVID? For example, dressing rooms at stores are closed and they're saying it's because of COVID. So let me get this straight. You want me to buy clothes, bring it into my germy house, try it on and then bring it back. Okay. 
I mean, like, it's, kind of, it's kind of the same thing as the green energy thing. It's like these people are like, oh, we're being green by, by so so we're not going to wash your towels or whatever or, or change your bed. It's like, you're not being green. You're trying to save money. I mean, and you can call it, but like, I do think there's COVID restrictions that are meant only because they would like to save money on things. I, yes, that's I think the I'm housekeeping saying. is one of them, to be honest. Like housekeeping in hotels, I think is one of the ones where like, oh, we're not doing housekeeping because we're scared of the spread. It's like, well, we it can't spread on surfaces. We already know that. So why don't you, like, you just want to cut cut people like hours or time you're blaming it on this on COVID but yeah I think that's an easy way because nobody's gonna question you're like oh because of COVID you know we can't do this like hey we're saving a bunch of money isn't that awesome I know I was in Zara the other day I bought five new dresses had to try them all on at home and had to go back and return some so it's insane that they're blaming COVID so now now that things are back to normal even Dr. Fauci is saying things are getting back to normal (laughs) the most cautious man in the entire yeah yeah they'll they'll blame environmentalism next time they'll they'll, they'll say green energy when they want to get figure out to save money yeah yeah they're gonna go from covid back to green energy but call it what it is you know what i mean (laughs) well mark this was fun uh have fun in utah have safe travels back next week bye sloan yeah and and get shout out to taylor for watching my dog very nice you and and you got a i know you got some uh, tequila and you're gonna have a a gift card coming your way for some for urban market so yeah mark's paying me in gift card and uh tequila healthy healthy gift cards and then (laughs) bad for you tequila so it's it's a good mix (laughs) Yeah, it's a good mix. Don't tell my mom. I'll see you later.